0: Are you ready to become toxic person-proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey, here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I'm here with Rachel Curian we're talking about parenting. I know if you have babies, you worry about them. You want to do right by them. You want to take care of them. And sometimes it's really scary to know how, especially if you were not thrilled about your own upbringing. If you maybe had parents who yelled or parents who were really reactive or parents who had addiction issues or parents who whatever, um, what do you do? How do you reset normal? How do you give your kids a different experience when your automatic is often repeating the behaviors of your parents? That is why we have Rachel here today. Hello, Rachel. How
1: are you? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Happy to
0: have you here. I'm happy to have you here. So why is this subject one of your, one of your favorites to discuss?
1: I think it's really important for parents to realize that the way they were parented as a child comes through, even if you don't want it to. And sometimes as an adult, we have to unravel those things and unravel the way that we were parented and make a decision on how we want to parent our children and how we want to move forward in our parent child relationship, how we can be connected to them and how we can help support them In the parenting that we want to do. Mm -hmm.
0: And I do want to point out that our parents, like you and I, our parents, like whoever is older than us, we're not parenting in the information age. And I'm not saying don't have boundaries with your parents. I'm not saying you have to call your parents every day, but in that process of finding peace and rest within yourself, our parents growing up really did not have the information and resources that we have today. It it was just really a different day and age of, you know, do what I say. What is it? Do
1: what I, children should be seen, seen, not heard.
0: Yes. Yes. And then, you know, just I'm the parent. That's why, like, that was pretty normal. Um, And I think now we're, figuring
1: out maybe there were some real drawbacks to that. I agree. I totally agree. And parents didn't have the information and didn't know the things that we know now. And that's why there are so many people that are saying, I don't want to parent the same way. I need to learn new strategies. I need to figure out what else I can do because our parents didn't have those resources that that's what was there. That was normal. Pretty much everybody, you know, you grew up in a house with yelling, or you grew up where you were told, Don't cry, you're fine, don't cry, and you're not allowed to show those emotions. That was pretty normal, Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. And so, I hope that can help. I, you know, now as a parent, I think about, Oh, what are my kids going to be mad at me about at some point? I there's no way I'm getting it a hundred percent right, like, what in the world are they gonna, you know? So, I hope that. they will one day have grace with me and I hope that you know we can have um and again if you had a toxic parent I'm not saying you have to give them access to you I'm hoping to bring peace within you so you can go to sleep at night um and then and change those change those behaviors. So let's talk about yelling. Okay. Um say I'm a mom I'm I found myself in the habit of yelling. Uh how do I begin to break I, I know I don't want to have that experience. I don't want you know I talk about parenting brands, you know, what is your parenting brand? I want my parenting brand to be peace, security, and wisdom. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to be remembered as a. As yelling. Mom was always angry. Mom was always was always yelling. I was yelling, right? So, so what, uh, how do I break that?
1: Well, first I want to say it is important to, to recognize that that's not how you want to parent that you find yourself yelling more than you like, you know, and that after you yell, you find yourself feeling bad, you feel guilty, and you're just not happy with how you were responding to the situation. Now, what we have to separate, though, is the child's behaviors and our response. So we still... And I'm not saying not to deal with the situation. You know, if the, if the child is throwing something or you told them to clean their room 10 times and they didn't clean their room or whatever the situation is, you still need to deal and approach the situation. We have to work on how we approach the situation. So coming from a place of calm and understanding instead of a place of anger and frustration. And that's what we have to try to separate
0: my language I use around this is what problem are you trying to solve? Okay. So in a parenting interaction, you have two problems to solve. One, your reaction, your Respond, behavior, right. response, and two what you ask the child to do or the child's behavior, right? So there's, there's two, two problems to solve or two, two things to think about in that.
1: Right. Like Nost has, um Alar Nost has a fa- uh, famous quote. You want to, Bring calm, not join the chaos. Because if you're joining the chaos, everybody is escalated. Mom's escalated. Dad is escalated. The child is escalated. Nobody can calm down. You know. So when you have an escalated parent, and you're upset, and you're at your max, and and can't take anymore, you're not going to respond from a place of calm. You're you're just going to react and yell and scream. Or slam the door, you're just reacting and you're not actually thinking about how you need to respond and approach that situation.
0: Mm -hmm. And how to still be a parent, right? Because I, I think there's two types of listeners. One, who's going to hear this and think, okay, uh, well I know I, I remember I'll never forget talking to this friend and she had, um, Four kids under the age of either four or five. I mean, she had a set of twins, and very kids close together. Anyway, and she said she had almost like was so focused on her behavior and being patient and being kind that she never got to the problem of her kids behavior. Like and she she started to realize, oh, it's not just me that's supposed to be patient they're also supposed to eventually clean their rooms right look or not hit their sister or or whatever it is so I really I'm glad you pointed that out and I really want to like lock in on like your behavior and your child's behavior two things both have to be dealt with
1: absolutely absolutely because and even if you find yourself yelling and then you're done you stop yelling and then you just let it be you're still ignoring what Both things that have happened. So you're ignoring your child's behavior because you yelled and you feel like, okay, we're done. And you're ignoring your response. So even if you find a way to be calm, give yourself a minute, say, I'm going to take a minute before I respond to this situation. You then still have to respond to what happened. What was going on in this situation? We still need to discuss this. We need to figure out why this is happening. Or you still then need to pick up all the things you threw or clean your room. You know, we still need to discuss that, but I can't discuss it when I'm screaming and then they're not listening. You know, so we you still can't ignore what was happening. We have to calm ourselves down, approach the situation from a place of calm and understanding, but then still approach the situation, still deal with. What's happening?
0: I see it as like a cycle. Like as you're speaking, it's like there's an incident that happens, say a kid loses their temper and then, you know, then like dealing with the situation, but then like coming back around. to you know, so your response and then coming back around to their behavior or we want to make sure we get to the teaching points, right? Like that we complete the circle of both recognizing our own behavior and then dealing with the child
1: and teaching the child. Otherwise it's not, never going to fix, right? That's, That's right. And that's the thing. Usually with yelling with many of us growing up yelling was first and it might be our instinct now because that's how we grew up. So you yell and then it's only done in the moment. It doesn't change the behavior because there was no teaching there. So then when it happens the next day or the next week, the child is yelled at or you're yelling. But what happens eventually then is the child gets desensitized to the yelling. It it, it then is just like, oh, I always get yelled at. This is just what they expect then.
0: But and they know if they ride it out, nothing
1: will happen on the other end. That's Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is absolutely a cycle. And when there's, when our child is upset and crying and yelling, they can't listen to us. They actually, like your brain is not listening because they're in the moment of being upset, you know, and it doesn't have to be a tantrum. It could just be, they're really upset. They're not listening to you yet. Just as when you're yelling and screaming, you also can't teach them. So, we need to get past those so that we can have the teaching time and a connection with our child. You know, we don't want them to think you're not a bad child because you didn't clean your room and you're not a bad child even if you hit your sibling. But these are behaviors that we don't want to continue. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. we still need that teaching and that connection part after the before mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah um and hopeful and obviously just to point out connecting with your kids in other circumstances where it's not just every time you're connecting with your kids is after after a major incident because that's that's uh you're digging a your hole in the ground right and then yeah. you're having to climb out of the hole yeah
1: right no you need connection all the time the connection after you yell or after something like that is to show your child though that you do still love them and that you are still there for them even though you were yelling or even though that's how you handled the situation you're letting your child know that you still love them and that you are still there for them and that maybe you you know let them know that you weren't happy with your yelling you let them know that you're human you know mom and dad don't have to be perfect and i apologize to my kids often and say I'm sorry. Mommy did yell. I lost it. And I'm not happy that I yelled. I'm sorry. I yelled. And then we move forward and try to talk about whatever actually happens. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. uh, I have a phrase in my house. Everyone makes mistakes, even (laughs) grownups. If my daughter said it back to me recently, I I missed an appointment. Like uh, she had a, a reading appointment and I paid for it and didn't go and it was like first week of summer our schedules were crazy I just messed up right and I was like I missed that appointment she goes mommy everybody makes mistakes even grown-ups you know and it's
1: see so what you're teaching she's hearing that she's she's receptive to that
0: well and that's our kids do pay attention, right? Even if they don't, if we don't think they're listening. And so when she's frustrated, she's a bit of a perfectionist herself. So when she's frustrated, it's harder for her to hear that, right? Because she's in her emotional state, right? But when I was in more of my emotional state and she could say it to me, that's, I, I, I know you're more of a parenting expert than me, but I feel like that's where it really starts to stick, right? That's where it's like, this has become a way of thinking for her because it's
1: always it does. Hard. And she was also able to see where you were. She was paying attention and saying, oh, mom's upset. She didn't do something she wanted to do. And how can I help mom feel better? How can I help her realize that it's okay? That's a huge thing because she was able to, you know, not focus on herself and pay attention and then offer support, you mm-hmm. know, so that shows that what you were doing and what you were trying to teach her, then now she understands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing about being a life coach or a parent is when people give your words back to you, right? When you're having a hard time. I was reaching out, I had a parenting issue and I reached out to someone who built the podcast forever. She goes, Sarah, you wrote about this in your book read it. And I was like, ah, oh, no, it's just so hard sometimes. <laughs> you know what it is. And, you it know, is so- sometimes
1: you need that outside perspective just to change the situation around and um, be like, you know what to do, but let's just change it around a little. Absolutely.
0: I call it leading by example. Usually I'm pretty good at it, but I, I do. Am-
1: <laughs> and our, our parents or our grandparents, how our parents were raised, They they didn't apologize. There was no, I made a mistake and I'm going to apologize to my child. That didn't really happen. So for us to go and sit with our child and say, I'm sorry, I yelled. I didn't, I don't want to yell that way. Mommy's not happy when I yell. Um, It lets them know that you are human and that you do make mistakes. And this is what we do when we make a mistake. This is how you're modeling to them that it's okay to make a mistake. And this is what I do about it. When I make a mistake, you're not ignoring it and pretending it didn't happen. Right.
0: No, right. Oh, absolutely. Um, and my highest, 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 highest advice to everyone listening on this Podcast because if you have a uh, connection to toxic relationships, there was a lot of ignoring and pretending it wasn't happened. You know, it didn't happen whether in your childhood, whether in the you know the child, the situation you were in with your spouse or so. There was a lot of let's ignore that and pretend right. I didn't. let's
1: ignore it or the gaslighting that you're fine, nothing's yeah, a yeah, big I, deal. Yeah. Don't cry, you're fine, it's okay, and not letting the child really express their feelings. Yeah, or
0: let your child know that, I, I have a phrase, uh, what do your eyes see? What do your ears hear, right? So teaching your child to trust themselves, like, oh, no, I did see you behave badly. That that really happened. Not, okay, it felt like you behaved badly, but then you pretended that that wasn't bad behavior or, so, or something along those lines. That is yes, yes. terribly... Um, you know, by, my book, it's called Toxic Person Proof. And everybody forgets the, the subtitle, which is clear the confusion and learn to trust yourself. Like if we can teach our kids. I love that,
1: clear the confusion.
0: <laughs> yes, and with our own kids to help prevent them from being in toxic relationships. That's what happens, right? It's like, okay, someone behaves badly. Let's pretend it didn't happen and move on. Like that is the danger zone. Like that is how to you know, it's like, no, they behave badly, and they behave badly. Like, that's what happened, right? So, if we're trying to cover up our own itty-bitty bad behavior, that can, that can turn into someone covering up really big bad behavior, you know, whether it be an addiction issue, or, you know, huge lying, or cheating, or something, you know, if you're trying to pretend that the yelling incident didn't happen. Your kids are going to pretend the cheating didn't happen.
1: The other yeah. big things. That's right. Yeah. Because there's, there's no distinction between them, you know, parents pretending that you didn't yell or that it isn't a big deal, you know, to the other big behavior that they may do as they grow up. And as they get, as children get older with each stage, there's more difficulties and other things and other things that they may cover up There's no distinction that one is worse than the other. Uh There's no, there's no separation for a child to say, oh yeah, mom yelled, dad yelled, but they pretended it was okay. So I'm going to pretend this is okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. So important for our kids. So important. Um, Rachel, I know that people are probably very interested in your work. Where can they find out more about you?
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. So I'm on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me what. Wherever you are, it's Rachel Explore Kid Talk on Instagram and on Facebook. I have a parenting Facebook group that I would love for anybody to join where I do videos and share resources and principles and all sorts of things in Facebook. And on Instagram, I do videos all the time for some quick tips and for you to have some quick information.
0: Awesome, Rachel. Thank you so much for helping us on our journey to helping our kids become and ourselves become a little more toxic person proof. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.
0: If you have been listening to the Toxic Person-Proof podcast and think, gosh, there's really something different about this. There's something different about what Sarah's saying. Good, because there's so many people talking about narcissism and talking about understanding toxic relationships and too few people talking about building an amazing life after a toxic person encounter. Finding love, finding joy, finding that new career, finding a great relationship with your kids, finding yourself, finding your confidence. So if you love what you hear, then you would probably love the wondrous, woman program which is a program that I run to help people reconnect with what's right with them become toxic person proof and go on to design lives they're excited about living so go to my website sarahkramsey.com check out the tab on programs to find out more and then sign up for a call to see if the toxic person proof program and the wondrous woman program is right for you